0: folks, John are here live in Richmond, Virginia here at the McShin Foundation. Got another really exciting show lined up for y'all today. Got two special guests here, Jeff on my right, your left, and Cricket on my left, your right. Cricket is one of our top hope dealers here at McShane. He specializes in going into jails and motivating individuals that if they would like recovery when they get out of jail, we're going to help those folks if they need help. But, Cricket, just, you know, start out just briefly on who y'all, what you do, and what your current project is.
1: Well, my name is Cricket, and I'm a person in sustained recovery from substance use disorder, and what that means for me is I haven't found it necessary to use drugs or alcohol in a little over three years now. I got clean and introduced to Recovery process in a correctional setting. I was at uh, I was at a jail in Hanover County and the McShinn well, Foundation. you
0: can say Pamunkey Regional. Canada. Jail. Oh absolutely. We're proud of that little work we do up in there, man. We
1: are. Uh, yeah. So I was at Pamunkey Regional Jail where I had been most of my adult
0: life since you, I was you, old. Enough you opened to get the jail up back in 2000? No, it was 98. 98. So yeah. you, you helped open the jail. Uh in 2015, John came in
1: with the McShinn Foundation. Started a peer-led, authentic recovery uh, substance use uh, recovery program there, and I was one of the first guys in there, and I didn't ever think that recovery was possible. You were the
0: first one in there, weren't you?
1: I was. I was the first group of five. They brought in six groups of five, and I was in that first group. So,
0: so several years ago, we started that little program up there, and uh, you were—they moved you into the pod, right? And said, "We're gonna start a program." They did. What yeah. did you think about that at the time?
1: Well. I actually, how I got in there, it was kind of funny. I was up to my, my I was up to no good. Um, oh, how course. I ended up in there, I was trying <laughs> to get a transfer to another jail. And my my, my
0: easiest, softer way, you were looking for the easiest jail. Yeah, you can go yeah. And
1: my only bargaining chips was that I didn't, they didn't have any kind of programs at Pamunkey. Right. The captain, who's now the major, said, "Hey,
0: Ronquest, listen. Hey, look, we, if all we got to do to keep Cricket here is start a program, we're gonna start a program because Cricket's a good inmate."
1: Well. No, she said, well, you know, we, we'd rather not send you to the other jail because McShin Foundation is getting ready to start a program here. Now, I had heard of you guys. Um, I didn't know much about you because I had never heard anything about a recovery, but I did know the guys like me and, and, and you know, women that have the same issues that I have, I do know that a lot of them had, had come here and were now living better than they were before they got here. Uh, so I said, well, you know what, I'll, I'll give it a shot. They moved us in there December 14th, which was two weeks before y'all launched. You launched January 5th, 2015, and, uh, and and basically that helped us all get acclimated as you other. Yeah. Right, yeah. Um, you know, I, I got out, I participated, you know, for, for about five months in there, and I got released. The judge allowed me to uh, to actually to, to leave the jail and move in to the did Mission I, uh, Foundation.
0: How long were you in that program before you got out? Five months. Five months. I remember walking in there, and you was on the front row all the way down and right, bobbing up and down, being cricket, and uh, you seemed to have a reputation when I got there. Like, everybody knew you. Yeah. Like you were old school. Yeah. I mean, I even heard you made the grand opening of the jail when they first opened up. I was one of them. You probably got that first piece of cake when they opened that thing. Yeah, you used to feed the good. <laughs> <that time too. laughs> so, anyways, you went through the program, you re entered to McShin, you ended up out west working for a recovery organization out there. You had one slip up in between. But you're coming up on three years now. No, I've got uh, three years and about three months. Yeah, them three months are probably hard. I don't want to cheat you out of that. For the folks out there that don't know me, you know, I'm constantly bitching about how the government don't help us, they don't reimburse us, they they rig the system, all that good stuff. And uh, well, lo and behold, one day the folks from SAMHSA contacted us and gave us a a matching grant to expand this model in other jails across Virginia. Samson the Substance Abuse Mental Health Service Administration and uh, up in D.C., and, and I do want to praise them for that grant that they awarded us to allow us to expand the McShin model, basically, in two other jails in Virginia. Because as a result of that, I got a fine young man on my right-hand side named Jeff, who recently went through that program and
2: reentered to McShin. Jeff, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, yeah. I've been an addict for for six seven years strong been in and out of jail my whole life uh they finally moved me how old are you i'm 24. you ain't very old no sir when did you start going to jail 18th birthday 18th birthday welcome to the beggar house yeah. big daddy yeah, that's what they Happy late birthday. yeah, yeah. you graduated yeah <laughs> so uh I, don't know, I was back in the back and uh Back act. in the back, what's the back like? It sucks, man. It sucks, Max. man. It's no fun for no anybody. No
0: fun. What's, what's the routine up there, 23, 24 and 1? Uh,
2: sometimes at 23 and 1, if you're doing good, you come out half the day, go back in. For our listeners, for 23 hours, they're locked
0: in their cell and they're allowed out one hour a day if you're good. If you're
2: good. If not, then you get about a 30 minute shower with the door shut. And you're not good. You were never good in jail. Sometimes. Once I went to the McShinn Foundation, or the McShin program, the I was Mc, good. The,
0: the McShinn pod, you tightened yeah. up a little bit. Yeah.
2: So, was you, so you made your way to the pod. Yeah.
0: And then you met cricket.
2: Yeah. And then I met cricket, pulled cricket aside in the pod, and I was like. What did you think when you first met cricket? Hey, you can be honest. Man, I really didn't know, to be honest. <laughs> I was uh, listening to his story and trying to find out all the bad and the good. Quit thumping on the floor. I told you no shaking your leg and stuff. Uh, uh, he told us a lot about himself. And uh, I was like, man, I'm not the only one. So you were relating to him. Yeah,
0: a lot. We, we call that the, the hope shot. Yep. He was giving you a hope shot, and you tapped into it. Mm-hmm. And you thought, hell, if Cricket can do it, I can do it. That was a good So one. you got motivated. Yeah, real motivated. So you joined the pod. What was you it like going from regular 23
2: and one to the pod, to the, to the recovery pod? Man, it was like Christmas Day on the street. No kidding. Yeah, didn't know it was happen like that. Mm. So uh, so we,
0: we like to think we humanized the correctional experience. You add that recovery touch to it, to oh, the absolutely. ones that wanted it and asked for it. Yeah. So we did a good job there, you would say. Oh, absolutely. The best job in the world. You were so motivated that when you found out you could come to McShin when you get out, mm. you coming down here. Yes, sir, I did. So you got clean in correction during the COVID-19 thing. Yeah. Yep.
2: yep. So, so how did they do it when the COVID hit the jail up there? what happened. To be honest with you, they didn't even break a sweat. They uh, walked around, handed a mask out and said, hope y'all don't catch it. That's all they really did. To That's be all honest. you can do. You know? That's yeah, so. more than most. Places did most, you know, areas in America. Yeah, they were. Uh, they were telling us they don't have it. They don't have it, but they had like fourteen cases of it. Well, we don't know what they had, but yeah. anyway, you yeah, didn't, didn't get it. No,
0: I didn't. And if you did, you didn't know you got it. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So, okay, you, you, how
2: long were you locked up? Uh, this time, thirteen months. All right, thirteen months. And how long were you in the McChin pod up there? Um, total, almost. Seven months, total? Seven months. Yep. And then how long have you been out? Uh,
0: I think 12 days now. 12 days. You went from jail straight to McShin. Yes, sir. You've been here 12 days. Now, what's it like so far here in 12 days? It's awesome. It's an opportunity that I never thought existed. Really? So now you're in recovery, living, sober living. Yes, sir. You get to come here every day to our groups and whatnot, participate. Yes, sir. You feel like a human being, right? Awesome. Oh, amazing. That people care about you and love you. Absolutely. So, who, what's your best group while you're here?
2: That one you did today was awesome. There actually. you go. That's yeah. all, one here. all right.
0: <laughs> you I want to hear. I give him hell every time yeah, I do man. a group. Now, who's the best group leader around Yeah, Yeah.
2: Frank does a good one, too. I haven't, I got, haven't hear, got to hear cricket yet here yet, but cricket does a good one, too. Frank is a great Hope dealer, man. Yeah. I mean, he's,
0: he's one of the best rising newcomer Hope dealers I've ever met. So, normally when you get out of jail, what would you do? Go get high for sure. Right away, man. Get right back into the game. Mm -hmm. So, once again, I can't thank SAMHSA enough for entrusting us with this grant, matching (laughs) grant, I might add. Mm -hmm. But here you are. We're able to break that cycle so far. Mm -hmm. So, if you continue not to break the cycle, then we could call SAMHSA a winner for working with us so we could work with these correctional facilities, humanize the correctional experience for those suffering from substance use swords and try to break that cycle. So this is teamwork makes the dream work. Mm-hmm. So I, I do have to make amends and apology because, like I say, a lot of times I do give them government agencies hell for not supporting us. But here's a classic example where they do support us. Mm-hmm. They stepped up, and you're living proof that this thing's working. Yep. So Cricket, since the COVID nineteen hit, we've been sort of shut out up there a little bit.
1: We have, yeah. We've been
0: physically shut out of all correctional settings. And then. Virginia, mm-hmm. so that 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 connection been severed as a result of COVID. It has been severed. But that severed connection still allowed for Jeff to reenter here when the time came.
1: Absolutely, because while I can't physically be present, they do still have an open line to call me. Everybody in there has knows how to contact me. Uh, they communicate with me through what their system is right. called,
0: JPay emails, and they call right. me, and you know. So, but we also didn't we give them a a disk drive or something. We, we we did. recovery content. We did.
1: We gave them, uh, it, it ended up being about 70 hours uh, on that first draft, and Paytel sent me a a first edition of what they want to finalize. I'm reviewing it now so that I can, what they've done is they've added all of this recovery material that we provided for them and it's some handouts and some exercises they have to do, and it's a lot of video footage, a lot of our Hope dealer videos uh, that, that, that were provided, um, you know, some of these so
0: anytime now they'll get that approved so these inmates in our recovery pods will have access to video content on their jpad their right tablet. Right on their tablet.
1: And not only that, John, but they've been able to design it in a way that they would um, be able to get, like, incentivized for, it, and they have, like, a point system. So the more recovery material that they participate in, mm-hmm. the more points they get, the points they can use to download movies and music.
0: Yeah, for our listeners, all across America, many jails and prisons have t- Tablets like little mini iPads, uh, where you can get like movies and music and I guess do emails. It's all strictly monitored and censored and regulated. But sweeping the nation. They're collecting data on these things. So if you're in a correctional environment, and have access to a tablet, they put religion channels on there, or whatever they call it. So you got music, movies, entertainment, religion. But we want we're trying to get a recovery channel in there. And what they're doing is collecting data on the inmates, and they're discovering that the inmates that spend more time on the educational stuff and less time on the, you know, the crazy movies and music, they have a little lower recidivism rate, but yeah. well, we're trying to up the game across America and, and, and make sure any inmate that has access to a tablet has access to a recovery channel, so to speak, which is a lot of uh, hope dealers, videos, speaker tapes. You know, motivate the inmates, give them, give them that hope shot through that recovery channel. Mm-hmm. So if you're a jail and a prison anywhere in America and you and you want like a hundred hours of recovery content, the McShinn Foundation will send that to you free, no charge. So we, we feel like we're leaders in this space and we want to make sure anybody out there can have access to this so and I I do know like in Virginia for example that Virginia Regional Convention Corporation, which is basically Narcox Anonymous here in Virginia has had a convention for 37 years. They've been recording all these convention speakers and they've actually offered to give any jail that wants one, at least here in our area, because I personally talked to the people in charge. They could have thousands of hours of basically what amounts to motivational speakers and hope dealers. So to our listeners, let's spread the word. You know, the McShinn Foundation is ready, willing and able to supply just hours upon hours of recovery content so we can keep that link that connection going so here we are COVID-19 you know we're navigating all the challenges like everybody else you know it's vital to have that connection to recovery and people especially early recovery especially upon re-entering and it sounds like Jeff you don't know what you were missing you sound like you you re-entered into a really nice sweet situation doesn't it yeah absolutely I do so we we still have a smoke shack out back. Yep. We, we still have a women's house meeting up here regularly, so you get a little female contact. We know you appreciate that. Yeah. I hear you caught a charge in jail for messing with the females. Yeah, I was talking to them through the door. You talking to them through the door? Was it an inmate or a guard? Inmate. So you're minding your own business in your own jail cell and a, and a female inmate walks by. What was she doing? Cleaning the floors or something? No,
2: we were in an open dorm and their dorm was right next to us. Oh, I got you. So how yeah. do you communicate through the wall? There was like a metal door there. You can talk through it, slide notes through it and everything. Really? Y'all yeah. passing notes back and forth? Yeah.
0: John, they pass T-shirts through that door. They pass yeah. honey buns through that door. Look, here's a tip for all you guys in the correctional industry. These, these inmates are still passing love notes back and forth. Yeah. But you had all those men to mess with. I mean, weren't they fun? <laughs> yeah. Men ain't your thing? No, sir. Not yet. No. When you keep going to jail, they will be. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> so, I see Ty cracking up over there. Wish he was in jail sometime. Now I, know, now I know what I'm working with here. So, Cricket, I mean, it must have hurt to have all these great programs up and running, and then overnight we get pulled, you know.
1: Yeah, John, and that's a good word to describe. It It hurt, man. It's like, you know, we started these – you guys asked me to move back here to lead this project. It's a B-Core project from SAMHSA, like you stated. Uh, of course, B-Core stands for Building Communities of Recovery. Uh, and, and, you know, we, I got back here, and we designed these programs based off of the one that, saved and changed my life. And you know we get out there and I we get all this great momentum going over the last year and a half and then all of a sudden boom we can't go in at all. Yeah, and it's like it's almost like the these programs are our babies. You know, we've we we've birthed them, we've nurtured them, we've grown, we watched them develop. And then, you know, now we can't go feed our babies, you know? It, yeah, that's how I, it feels. And
0: I want to give a big shout out to RSW, Rappahannock show during Doran Warrington Regional Absolutely. Jail. Hold up. Uh, have, uh Colonel Gill up there. Gill, right? Russell Gilkerson. Russell I can't even pronounce that yeah, last name. Gilkerson. Right. Anyway, that, them folks up there at RFW just fabulous to work with. Absolutely. I, mean, I feel like that should be the model for the nation to follow, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. we got the Hope Dealers inside. They have the inmates isolated to the recovery unit. We have their re-entry piece here at McShin for them. I mean, just a beautiful marriage. And they help humanize that experience, too. They do. Yeah, we, they let us in. We shot that little one. Our video,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you can go to our Facebook page and catch that, uh, Hope Inside. No, oh, yeah, Hope, Hope Dealers. Hope so it's actually on
1: the YouTube channel. YouTube, yeah, YouTube, you can also find it on Amazon Prime. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, so I recommend anybody listening to this to watch that film because it's a fabulous film, man. I see we got some fans on our show here. Carol Cruz, Queen of Recovery up in Connecticut, man. Oh, always good to see you. My lunch did come late. I swallowed a meatball sub in about three minutes minutes. I hope it don't come back up during this show. Perry, how you doing, big dog? Forty something years cleaning sober. My man Perry, he got clean of the youngster in prison, too, I do believe. Jonathan, Fab, always a faithful fan here today. I see Colin up there, Carol Lee, all the way from, I think you're in Washington now, Oregon, but from Alaska. I almost called you the other day, Carolee. I'm going to get you on my live feed one Saturday night, see how y'all are doing. That. What do you think of that, Jeff? We got guys from all over the country tuning in here. You're not alone, man. You got, you got recovery people all over the nation, man. How does that make you feel?
2: Man, that's awesome. It is
0: awesome, ain't yeah. it? it is very awesome so you're, have you have thoughts about screwing up since you got out no sir don't lie to me boy
2: no for real I, uh, <laughs> I get some of the cravings sometimes but you know I do what y'all tell me to you talk about it yeah, crack you, you,
0: out. Yep. you damn right man but yeah. you, you you're a little bit of a street hood drug dealer too weren't you a little bit not much a little, but a little bit, bit yeah. you done oh. with that Game over. Now that you had my lecture and I informed you how much damage and harm you do to people around you, that negative ripple effect. Mm-hmm. You don't want that no. haunting you the rest of your life. No, absolutely not. What do you think, Cricket? Think Jeff gonna make it?
1: I think he's pointing in the right direction for sure. I'll tell you what I like about Jeff is he wasn't court ordered to come here. He didn't get an early release to come here.
0: He, t- he, he did, did his it time. full time <clears throat> and he practically begged us for this opportunity. Really, man. And I hear you a hell of a worker too, like a tree guy and you. Do all kind of you got talent yes sir well i'm glad to hear that hey patrick what's up big daddy good to see old oh, justin from atlanta man my man justin i could tell some stories about justin <laughs> ended up in the army should have been a marine justin if you're the marine you'd still be in there man but army has a way of running you out man so cricket yeah how excited are you to get back inside I wish they'd call today. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like Jones and, you yeah. know, like the best drug in the world is the hope-dealing drug, Give, you know, giving that stuff away, man. That's mm-hmm. important. I see Jeff over here chomping at the bit to be a hope-dealer, mm-hmm. aren't you? Trying to. You want to be one, don't absolutely. you? Absolutely. you working on a good hope shot, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. Well, what's a little mini hope shot here for the people listening?
2: Man, just keep your head up and keep it strong and follow that 12-step program and it works. Yeah, but you you know, you, we were talking before, the meeting here. you told me about the trial
0: man that was a very interesting trial people don't realize it but just i mean jeff here when he went to court he defended himself he didn't like his lawyer Mm-mm. he fired his lawyer told the judge i'm on a jury trial mm-hmm. i mean who the hell does that you, um, you were facing eight years, and you said, you know what, I think I can beat this one. You yep, got a no process. <clears throat> yeah, man, i tell you what, you ought to write a book about that. Yeah. You know, because I bet that a lot of people like to know how you did it. <laughs> Look at Perry, almost 42 years in recovery, starting in Maryland prison at age 20. Way to go, Perry, man. You, you're a... Right the beacon of hope up there in Maryland. You know, we hang out a little bit, and you always amaze me. Oh, you did it. You, did it. you got locked up for an $8 armed robbery, man. I tell you, you're right about that. Rebel without a clue. You got that right, man. If I'm going to prison, hell, man, I'd rather get a little more than $8. But back then, 42 years ago, you get a lot paid eight dollars. Mm-hmm. That'd buy a lot. <laughs> so, so Cricket, what's it like the last few months since we've been on shelter in place? Uh, no more than like 10 people in the building at a time or in our groups and whatnot. I mean, that's like some really shocking shit, it? man. Man,
1: it it's a shell shock. It's definitely been different, def- different than anything I've ever experienced, uh, for sure, like all of us. But it's been tough, man, you know, for, for people who are new in recovery or, or a new, you know, to the recovery process, man. I don't know for me, like I needed to get a herd, just like get in the herd here. I needed to find, I identify a herd of good people who were in recovery, who cared about me and my survival and my recovery. Recovery. And, uh, you know, my best way of doing that was going to recovery meetings. And, uh, you know, ever since this virus hit, you know, the recovery meetings have basically either stopped or slowed down dramatically, man. And I've, I've seen a lot of newcomers struggle because of that.
0: Right. I see Kim commenting up on the comments. You know, Kim, if there was ever a jail that was trying to carry on programming, it would be Chesterfield Jail. Because I know Sheriff Leonard, man, he goes to any length to try to provide services for the inmates. He's got especially the ones in his program there. However, I do think as a result of COVID, a lot of jails and prisons are going to start doing more video content, uh, live feeds. they always got the security problems they're dealing with. So a lot of these correctional folks, because of the security risk, they're nervous about the stuff we do. But I think every time we go to a jail... Or a prison and do these programs, I think they they realize how valuable what we are, and it's worth the risk that they take. But I think Chesterfield, I think they're still going semi strong. I can't be sure; I haven't talked to the sheriff about that. But if your boy gets out, I see you say he gets out soon. I mean, if he needs a place to reenter, bring him over here. As long as he wants to get in the herd and be in recovery, I, I'm sure we can help him. You know, that's up to him and you, I guess, or really him. The uh, so, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> What, what do you want to do next, now that you're out and you, you're getting acclimated to the community here? I want to give back, actually, for once. Man, the first thing on your mind is a girl. Don't <laughs> lie to me, man. You want to, you want to
2: give to a girl, tell the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Go home, see my old lady, see my kids. Oh, you got an old lady? Yes, sir. How old is she? 38. That is an old lady compared to you. Yeah. you
0: you're 21? 24. <laughs> but a <they're> 38-year-old? <laughs> yes, sir. Holy shit, boy. Yeah.
2: She robbed the cradle. I love it. You love it? Yeah, though. absolutely. So she was able to teach you some things, <laughs> or show me, i for sure. Yeah, she going. Is she yeah. going to listen to this? I'm going to tell her to. I can't. Oh tell my you. God. You, got, you got kids? Yeah, I got two daughters live in Texas, and I got one boy with her. And they all you got one? You got? They're all your kids? Yeah, all mine. Two in Texas, one with her. Yes, sir. So you had a little activity before you got locked yeah, up? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So you missed your kids? <laughs> Absolutely. Of course. You talked to him, any? Yeah, I got to talk to him the other night for the first time in a while. Oh boy, so, that that was good, wasn't it? Yeah, he's getting big. He's getting happy. He's starting to try to roll over by himself. Yeah. Uh oh! Yeah.
0: Next thing you know, it would be out on the corner smoking weed
2: and no. slinging dope. I uh, hope and, not. You gonna stop that
0: cycle, yeah, right? Yeah, Absolutely. You didn't have a good upbringing, did you? No, sir, I didn't. You were raised by a biker dude. Yeah. That that, that ain't the worst thing in the world as long as they like one of them high end biker dudes. No, it wasn't. But and it, but you um. So, you got any job prospects at all, or are you just trying to network right now?
2: I'm trying to network right now. Like Cricket said, you know, get underneath the right herd. That's what I'm you're looking You're getting for. the right herd, man. Yeah, got that. Well, this economy, you know, it's
0: going to probably open back up pretty good. I, I'm sure it'll be a slow opening, but I think there'll be a lot of job opportunities to open up here real soon, especially if you're a hard worker, strong yep. man, which you appear to be. Mm-hmm. So, Cricket, what, uh, what do you think the future's going to look like moving forward with the COVID? You know, because, you know, I don't think nothing's going to be as it was, pre-COVID? No,
1: I, I don't think. I think, you know, I, I think as a nation we're starting to adjust pretty good, especially in the recovery community. I think we're starting to adjust by doing groups and and, 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 and having meetings virtually. And I, I think it's when, you know, when everything goes back to whatever semblance of normalcy, I think it's, it's not going to
0: be normal. It's, right. it's going to be a hybrid. I see Patrick commenting on there. Coming up on six years, Patrick, that's incredible, man. And you're quite welcome. That's what McShin does, man. We provide that opportunity for people to get that hope shot, get that connection to successful recovery. And I'm glad you didn't squander that opportunity, Patrick. I'm very proud of you, man. That's awesome. So, Jeff, you have no idea what real recovery is all about, do you, on the outside? No, sir, I don't. So, you're going to be one of those people that, that you come in the recovery going from corrections to the community during COVID 19. So, 20 years. From now, you, you're gonna be able to tell that tale, man. Yeah, you know, you guys are lucky. You got all these meets and all these conventions. I had to get out of jail with just McShane and cricket and John, and yeah. <laughs> but you don't know about it. Yeah, you don't know what it's like to be in an NA convention yeah. with 30,000 people jumping up and down, screaming, or nothing. No, I don't, or any 12 step or any recovery convention. You know, I don't want to give away any actual programs here. Some of them purists might get on me too late. <laughs> what are some of the things you do outside of telephone or virtual recovery to deal with COVID? Good question, Colin. I'm very, very fortunate and blessed myself because I get to come to work every day down here at McShinn. And if you're in the area, you're welcome to stop in and join a group. You know, McShinn has been open every single day during COVID-19. Yes, we've done physical distancing and, you know, we don't have the big groups we've had down here all those years. We don't do the outreach we've been doing. We don't have the, uh, the the killer events. You know, we did a weekly event, you know, of some kind. Uh, this weekend coming up Memorial Day, we always do a huge Memorial Day picnic. We won't be doing that, but Colin, you know, we're here and it never hurts to stop in. You know, we'll take your temperature, make sure you're not feverish, and uh, you can join our groups, man. And I do think there's some 12 step meetings to keep meeting in the community in small groups. I know my home group, we, we have not missed a Sunday night since this hit. We lost our meeting space but we've been meeting in a picnic shelter at a park way out in the country. You know what I mean? Anytime we get... 10 people there we six feet apart if we get over 10 we split into two groups you know and then my brother goes to a meeting out in the west in of richmond and every you know they do six feet apart 10 people groups 20 people show up they got two groups 30 people show up they got three groups 50 feet apart so you know recovery people are smart you know but we're, we're respectful of the suggestions you know no hugging kissing dry humping that kind of stuff you know so <laughs> For so cricket? Yeah. I see you smiling. Mm-hmm. Full set of dentures and oh, everything. Oh, half
1: of them dentures, half of them
0: teeth. Uh, oh, uh, I got it. Make that clear there, yeah. man. So uh, what are you doing this weekend? This weekend... You know, What's a COVID-19 recovery guy do on a, on a COVID-19 weekend here? Well, luckily my
1: family lives local. So, I, you know, my weekends, I, I do work for a couple hours on each day on the weekends here at the McShin Foundation. Uh, but I do go spend time with my family on the weekends as well. And, I, and and every Sunday, like you said a minute ago, my pathway is a 12-step fellowship. Right. And our home group meets every Sunday. And so I, you know, try to make it a point to I make see, it I,
0: that. I see Frank up there giving us a shout out 10 months clean okay, frank, frank? Uh, you go man
1: hey frank come to you know frank is actually a riverside a, a, yeah he's a samsa scholarship Samson. recipient too and he was in the
0: veterans pod of, in he was work. in the veterans unit at riverside regional jail yeah, we, yeah, we got a couple of us he didn't here. miss a beat yet. yeah so that 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 hope dealing works man that connection works you know, hey, that, that's the best kept secret out there. Well, you see, oh Debbie, checking in on us. Sorry about that comment earlier, Debbie. In case you picked up on it, I not know it you, of course. But uh, so Jeff, if you're looking forward to a fun weekend.
2: Yeah, actually I am. What, you got you any plans other than what the recovery house is doing? Yeah, other than that, uh, coming over here coming Saturday over and here. Sunday and then going back over. We're going to make sure we
0: have a cookout at all our recovery houses. Right. We're going to send a hamburger and hot dog and a watermelon to all our recovery houses, make them shelter in place, have a picnic amongst mm-hmm. themselves in the backyard. We definitely but got maybe,
2: a grill and everything to do. it.
0: That's right. Maybe if you're yeah. lucky, some of them girls from the girls' house will slip over. I don't want that trouble. You don't want that trouble? No, you're so. live, uh, you lie, boy. Tell
2: the truth, man. Not yet. Twenty-eight more days. You got an old
0: lady you already, Mitch. Man, you better be saying that, man. Yeah. What's your first thing, Mary? Mary, I tell you what. Jeff is a committed young man. He, he don't even look at these girls around You're all he thinks and talks about. I'm gonna get that clear That's right true. now. Yeah. yeah cricket yeah hope shot hope what, what's shot. one of your best techniques you use when you walk into a correctional facility and you're giving your hope shot what do you discover some good techniques that actually reach the people and get them in that recovery position to be able to catch that hope shot man what's
1: man John I just go in there you know if it's somebody that I haven't already that don't already know me and ain't been working with for a while when I'm doing an introduction man I just basically tell them you know my criminal history you know that that, that, that I can relate to to wearing stripes and Jackie Chan's and gambling with commissary and being locked down here in child time, three days, three times a day, and uh, you know I can just I just go in there and I really just give up my experience before recovery, and then I tell them how I was introduced to recovery, and then I tell them how amazing my life is ever since I've been reduced re- introduced to recovery, and, and and really you know it it, it seems. The participants that are in the jail program seem to be, they identify with me because they know that, that I've been in jail too. Um, and it seems to, it seems to hit more than it misses um, of the ears of the listening.
0: Yeah, I see Corey. I see Michael. Three years, clean, August 1st. You go, boy. Of course, that's August 1st a long way away, but I trust you, Megan. Corey's got a question. Do you think this will change the traditional face of recovery for particular pathways after this is all over? You know what, Corey? It's funny you should mention that. because. I think after a couple few years, things will get back to a pretty good pace, but there's one pathway I do worry about personally, and that's the um, medication-assisted pathway, because right now, the laws have been relaxed to where anybody can call a Suboxone doctor without seeing that person, and they do their interview over Skype or Zoom or the telephone, and, I, and, I've, and they don't have to go to groups either, so they, they've suspended that particular rule. This is what I was told anyways. So I think there'll be a lot of manipulation, so I hope when COVID, you know, kind of lets up a little bit, they'll go back to the mandatory groups and showing up in person and that kind of stuff. So if they make that a permanent change, that'll be a big rabbit hole that those Suboxone clinics wish they didn't get in, because that's going to be a burden on all of us. And That's the one area I see where they could possibly screw up in if they don't tighten up in that area. So, Chris, back to you, happy boy, in recovery, not in jail, in sober living, at McShin, doing great, soaring like a Scud missile, man.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, I've noticed you've been smiling and happy since I met you, what, a week ago, we said? Almost. Uh, well, almost two weeks now, Oh a week ago. I mean, how do you stay motivated day in and day out? <clears throat> Because a lot of guys get out of jail all happy, and on like day two or three, they're gone. You know, they say, screw this, man. Use it better than being in recovery.
2: I got something to finally be excited for. You know, your children. My children, my freedom. recovery, freedom. You know what I mean? I, I'm training myself for a new route, you know what I mean? Because the old route wasn't working.
0: Man, I'm telling you what, just if, if you ever want to use again, just remember where you come from. Yeah. Because where you came from is going to be as good as it ever gets. Because every time you go back, it's worse. You're it's right. a progressive disease we got. Progressive. Yep illness. You know, most people relapse. Few people go back to a better situation. Mm-hmm. Most of them go back to a worse situation, and they regret. They relapsed. But I'm exceptionally proud of you because I have noticed you've been highly motivated day in and day out since you've been in. I noticed wherever cricket goes, whatever facility he's in, he, he gets the motivated one. Yeah. But we've had a few, you know, misfires. Cricket. We have, yeah, we have. We've had a few. How are our numbers looking so far? Uh, I mean, our numbers
1: are we've had more successes than we've had failures. Which is a big hit. I mean, it's actually a lot more successes than we've had failures. Uh, in fact, since project start September 30th of 2018, we started – we first started delivering services in December of 2018 uh, on this project and you know we been getting people in our housing since then we've got some that have been in here for we got one Lisa uh, she's been in here 15 months now blemish-free hadn't used any drugs she's made it
0: she went back to jail for a few months she, she did
1: she, actually she surrendered herself found out she had a warrant she surrendered herself clean uh, with about a year clean and then uh, and then she went to court for some other stuff and they revoked her bond and went back to jail for a couple months Uh, now you know she's out she's a peer leader she's managing one of our recovery houses
0: doing great
1: yeah blemish free she's made it clean through things that you know would have probably shaken the foundation of a lot of people in recovery especially with the amount of clean time
0: a lot of people don't realize some of the data behind people who have substance use disorders and they start going to a correctional facility if you I heard some I don't. I don't know how to verify this, but apparently, if you if you've been locked up three times for drug use, there's like a ninety four percent chance you're gonna get a fourth time. Mm-hmm. So most of the people we we come in contact with in corrections have multiple correctional experiences behind substance use disorders. So when we can get them to hope shot, get them motivated, get them here at McKinn, our data is showing at least 40% of those people never return to a correctional facility, which is pretty daggone good. That's huge. And, and it's like 20% of the people we can't track to get the data off of. So that could be as much as 50%. So any, anytime you can really reduce recidivism by 40, 50%, to me, that's just, that's miracle Mm-hmm. Now a lot of people want to say, well, what about the other ones? Well, you know what? We, we, clearly, we can't be the answer for everybody. You know, there's, there's many pathways to recovery. There's many facets out there. But, you know, you got you got the correctional world dealing with addiction. You got the clinical world dealing with addiction. Now we got the recovery world dealing with the addiction. And from what I can tell, if you can get these folks in the recovery world, the recovery space, that's producing a huge result. So I think that's the area a lot of our policymakers and politicians need to focus on not focus so much on bureaucratizing the recovery world, but supporting and valuing the recovery world. I think that's what makes us special with these programs.
1: Well, that's what made it special with me, too. I mean, I, I had been to clinical settings a couple times uh, during my 20 years of active addiction. I would certainly been punished, you know, for my consequences of my, my addiction. Uh, I mean, I've been incarcerated 64 times. 64?
0: Uh, good number. That's a big one. Sounds like a route Number sixty-four. Don't it? <laughs> um, but no, but that I, is Interstate sixty-four. That's what I was you, thinking. You
1: of. know, neither one of those, neither one of those avenues got me in recovery. Uh, you know, my my mama crying didn't get me in recovery. Me losing custody of my children that didn't get me in recovery. Like I, I've been to psychiatrists and therapists, and they wow they were all helpful and educational. They just couldn't get they couldn't I couldn't break that barrier into thinking that maybe recovery was attainable for me too, or if I was even worth it you know and it wasn't until I was introduced to authentic peers somebody who'd been in my shoes and was now walking in better shoes to tell me you know how they did it like it wasn't until then that I ever thought it was even possible for me well to do why something. do
0: you figure you kept going back to using and relapsing and troublemaking all well I,
1: you know well for one thing that's all I knew I had been doing it forever um, I didn't
0: think that I deserved anything better than what I had so how, how old were you when you really started using like thir- 14 14? how old were you when you got clean? 35. 35. How old were you, Jeff, when you started using? About 14. 14, and you're how old? Twenty four. So we we might have shaved eleven years off of your damn right. Your yeah. active addiction, you know. That, Absolutely. That's a hit right there. I mean, see, people don't realize that when you catch these kids kind of young, you're shaving years off of taxpayer expenses. Mm-hmm. You know. Now you might be robbing the grave digger of a job, but he's gonna get it sooner or later, anyways. <laughs> So, Jeffrey, tell me something. During your using stretch there, I guess for ten years, you might say, what were your thoughts about addiction or using? I
2: didn't think I didn't think I had a problem to be honest until. Uh I started to see my routine never changed. You know, I didn't look forward to nothing. All I valued was 50 to to $100 because that's all I needed. You know, now that I cut that out, I have a bigger value of things, you know? You know, I never thought I had a problem with nicotine until I tried to stop. Yeah.
0: <laughs> then I realized I had an issue with that. Yeah. Hell, I've stopped three times. I'm so good at stopping. <laughs> so, for 10 years, you're ripping and running. You didn't think you had a problem. I mean, hell, you're going to jail on
2: a regular basis. Yeah. I thought. That was normal. Yeah, normal. Yeah. How you like the new normal? Man, it's awesome. Recovery, the new normal. It's it's a different feeling that I never felt before. I love it. How do you think the recovery high is compared to the drug high? Oh, ten times
0: way better. You know, it's hard to get newcomers to understand mm-hmm. that they get stuck on that drug high. They they don't know about the recovery high, and it takes a minute to get there. Mm-hmm. You know,
2: apparently it took you an incarceration stay, it, a, a hope shot from cricket, a little programming. It's crazy what when I wake up and come here and someone says good morning, I finally see the good in that morning. Yeah, buddy. You know, I don't, I'm just not like, what's so good about this morning? So a morning in a sober house is a good morning compared to a morning in a jail house. Man, we all wake up, there's like eight of us now, and I tell you, there's three bathrooms in the house, and, you know, they're all three full. Three bathrooms. Yeah, eight guys, three bathrooms. They're all full somehow, you know. You're so right. two of us are in the bathroom, one's brushing her teeth, the other one's using the bathroom. It's a good time, you know, we're all having fun <laughs> listening
0: Third one, we don't know what
2: he's doing. Yeah, we just, we don't ask. Ask him <laughs> y'all sleep in your own bed yeah absolutely not like jail no, no. <laughs> <laughs> he missed that one yeah, man <laughs> you're easy man i got my good roommate man i'm thankful for that it's a lot of ease someone i can wake up to we read the bible together every morning we write down our our journal different oh days. hell
0: yeah you're a bible guy <laughs> i've read out i love of the bible sure, man yeah. they got
2: they got the best
0: stories man yeah you know Cricket, what about you, man? You know, you're out there using all those years. You said you did that was your way of life. You didn't know no better. Now you got the recovery lifestyle going. I mean, like the recovery high, you must really know what we're talking about when we say the recovery high is better than that drug get high.
1: Yeah, man. And you know what? When I got into recovery, like all y'all that had come before me would tell me things. Like, man, hang in there, man. It keeps getting better. Like, the longer you're in recovery, the more work you do on cricket, the more you're going to love cricket, and the more you're going to love life as a result of that. And the... The the longer I keep my eyes on the prize and keep headed towards that prize, the bigger the prize is going to get. Y'all would say things to me like that. I didn't know what the hell y'all were talking about. But really, my, my recovery high, it just keeps getting – because right out the gate, it was better than my get-high high. But it just keeps – my recovery high just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Like, my family trust me. You know, my, my kids look up to me. I, I can get on an airplane right now fly anywhere. In Cheap, the, too. In, in, the, in the lower <laughs> United States yeah. uh, today. And, you know, and my bosses, I got a good job. My bosses would let me do it. Um, you know, you I'm, I'm able. I'm able to cross the, the the into a different country, and my country allow me back in. Yeah, That's pretty right cool. There. Not only, you know, I'm a nine-time convicted felon, man. I get to walk in and out of jails whenever I want to with a badge. You know, before COVID, and uh, not only am I allowed to come in and leave as I want to, but they pay me to do it. Like, it's, hey, hey, Jeff, it's take
0: it. Yeah, take a look, Jeff. We got Nick from UK, 21 years clean. Listening. To us loving the show. Nick, we glad you tuned in, man. I've been out there a few times uh teaching and preaching and doing a peer recovery coach training. I spoke at uh Blackpool prison up there one time. So awesome. we we McShen loves the UK, man. I mean I ain't never had nothing but a fun time over there. Uh, the, I met them bummies from Manchester, I think they call them up there. I've been all over UK. Can't wait to get back. Got a lot of friends. I miss UK cricket. Maybe I'll take you with me next time. Yeah, I ain't go. been there yet. Let's do it. Yeah. I bet Nick would have us at his meeting one night. Well, there you go. You're just talking about getting on a plane and going. Yeah, yeah there right. you go. Let's, yeah, let's hop the water. Let's jump the pond. Man. Yeah, I don't know if they let the international travel back yet or not. I got a lot of air miles, though, but I'm actually saving them for the World Convention in Australia when that comes around. Yeah, I'd like to check
2: that out. You
0: know, know. we we got a lot of sayings in recovery, like chase your recovery like you chase your drugs, you know. And and I get a lot of haters out there. They say, Dad, don't be telling those silly ass sayings. (laughs) I said, shit, man, it's it's as simple as that. You Mm -hmm. put the same amount of energy, even half the energy into your recovery to do your drug use. I don't see how you can mess, man. I mean, it ain't hard Mm -hmm. chasing that recovery get high, you know. I did
1: as a newcomer. Order, I, that, that that did kind of frustrate me when you, when you guys would say stuff like that. I like, man, come on, man. It's got to be something more profound than that shit. But I couldn't stand to hear some of that stuff y'all were saying, man. But now, like, I find myself saying it all the time. You
0: know, one of our models here at McShinn is healing families, saving lives. Mm-hmm. And, and then I got people saying, man, don't, we, don't use that as a model. Why, why not? Because our services, our recovery center, it does, it does heal families. Mm-hmm. It, it, people are dying at a less rate, although people do die. Don't be a hater on sayings, man. Them sayings are good. Mm-hmm. I got a couple sayings for Jeff, but I don't want to say them on the radio it. here, <laughs> man. <laughs> Jeff might take it the wrong way. No. What's your favorite recovery saying, Jeff? I haven't heard them all yet, and I really don't know, to be honest with well, you. What, what, what do you hear every day that you think's a good one? <sighs> Don't use no matter what. Yeah, that's a real good one. Tell on your disease. Absolutely. So why am I why do I gotta tell you what a good saying is? Why can't you come uh, up with one on your own? Which, cricket, you ain't do a good enough job on that boy when he was locked up. They come in here and don't know a good saying, man. Uh,
2: no,
0: no. What's another one? I don't know. You better hurry up and take one. Get get your phone out and Google it, man. Now uh, you're upsetting me. Oh man. You ain't I'm gonna just, make it. No. You ain't got a snowball. Chance in <laughs> hell. you can't remember a little saying that cliche, man, what am I supposed to say? Cricket? If he too much really money nice. <laughs> yeah. What are some of your favorite sayings, around here? Well, I like
1: uh, tell on your disease before it tells on you." I like yeah, that. Because it I will use, tell I, on you, man. It does, and oh, it's loud yeah. and clear when it does. Uh, I like "Don't give up five minutes before the miracle." You know, that's like, a good one. I, I like stand that out one. Back when I was yet. new, but they tell you, "Don't give up five minutes before the miracle." But hanging, there, don't expect a miracle happen in five minutes. Like I, I, I didn't like that one. I like it a lot
0: now. Look at Nick just invited us to, to UK. He said we got a place to stay. Good, man. we on the way. He just did his recovery coach training. Four, hey hey Nick, I'm gonna send some newcomers over there for you to work on. We'll see how good that training is, man. Keep it simple,
1: stupid Corey Clark. That's a lot.
0: Hell yeah, I would send them to you, Nick, but I don't know if the customs will let me send the ones I wanna send, man. <laughs> I, I, I got some real challenging newcomers. We wanna do a foreign exchange for newcomers, man. Yeah. I'll go over there. For I guess she would, time. man. Your girlfriend going to let you go? She ain't got a choice. Oh, so
2: she don't. No. You better hope she
0: don't hear that. Mary don't mean I, I that. I think
2: she does have a choice. No, nah, if it's have to do anything with my recovery, it's on my own. Oh, well, I like to hear that. So here we are having the time
0: of our lives, a nice, beautiful Probably overcast day in Richmond, Virginia. What's today? Thursday. Yeah. One thing I gotta say about COVID, I, some days I feel like I'm losing. Me too. What day of the week it is? Yep. You know, like they all seem like the same day almost. Mm-hmm. My my wife was telling me last night we got some guests coming in from out of town. Uh, Higgy and Renee. You do y'all? Yeah, do? yeah. She gonna come up here, pack up, move move back down to Florida. And she said me and me and Higgy wanna take you out to dinner. And I said hell, I don't know if the restaurants are gonna be open, but I don't mind having you all over, we'll cook out on the grill and, and, and Carol said, are you kidding me? If there's a restaurant open, we got to get the hell out of here, man. We we want to go out. We don't. You know, so man, apparently, I, apparently it's, it's hitting her worse than me staying at home.
1: Yeah, I think, it, you know, most of them are doing the outside seating only at 50% capacity and things going to rain tonight. When y'all
0: going? Uh, uh, it'll be next weekend. Oh yeah. You, I, I like right. what Randy just said—a good saying. If you miss the spiritual part of the program, you missed the program. Jeff, you feeling spiritual? Yeah. How would you define spiritual, Jeff?
2: Man, I don't even know to be honest. You just told me you were feeling spiritual. Now you tell me you don't know. You a some bit, boy. Now we're gonna to have to talk after the show. Uh, you gotta to explain to me what you what spiritual means to you. Man, uh Put me on the spot, uh, spiritual. You, mean? you of knew you were doing this show, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's a different feeling that I never felt. And then, like, there you
0: the go. See, you know what's going on. Yeah. Different feeling than
2: you never
0: felt. What else yeah. you got?
2: It's like inside of me, you know, something's pushing me in the right direction. It's not. How
0: about that? Good wolf, bad wolf. You yeah. got the good wolf rising its head deep within. Mm-hmm. What do you got, cricket? Well,
1: the pathway I, you know, use for my recovery, man, <coughs> We got what they call spiritual principles. And, and basically, you know, it's it's things like honesty, open-mindedness, willingness, and you uh, stepping out because yeah, you can't stop talking. coughing. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, Tell about your spiritual. I am. Day? Yeah, I am. See you when you get back. Uh, So, some of those things we talked about when you was in the program, you know, Mm -hmm. like honesty, open-mindedness, willingness, empathy, compassion, understanding, sharing and caring. Uh, You you, uh, said empathy, didn't I? Yeah.
0: Are you stuttering?
1: No, I don't stutter.
0: sound like stuttering to me.
1: So, yeah, you know, and basically all the principles that I learned... And my pathway to recovery uh, are the exact opposite of what I used in active addiction. Like, I'm honest. I was completely dishonest as often as possible. Um, I I wasn't open-minded, you know, and I I wasn't willing to do anything your way. I wanted to do it all my way. Empathy, like, I I wasn't going to put myself in your shoes. Compassion, I really didn't care about anything other than my mission, which Mm -hmm. was to get more. So, um, yeah, thank
0: God I was introduced to the spiritual part of my program. You know, Caitlin? Caitlin? Yeah, it's uh,
2: Katie. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, she says, I pray to God, Jeff Sticks and Stays. He's like my little brother. Mm -hmm. He used to get on me about getting clean now. Now, I've been clean 13 months, and I'm Praying he does. You used to get on her about getting clean.
2: Oh, my God, did I. What the I... hell
0: wrong with you, boy? Sure. <clears throat> didn't know what you was missing, did you? Man. I used now to you all pray at... together. Oh, man, I used to yell at her all the time. How was she when she was using? It's <laughs> a whole
2: different monster, <laughs> Hey, right Katie, there.
0: get ready to take your inventory here you're using inventory. <laughs> That's crazy. <great. laughs> hey, Katie, you good. We're proud Might want to run down here and tackle Jeff before we get too deep <laughs> in it. Yeah. Katie, Katie came <laughs> from RSW, too. Yeah, I know. Another one. 13 months clean. That's doing great,
2: Katie. My one year is July 23rd. Hot damn. Jail time counselor, don't it? Yeah, I'm counting. You could have got high in jail, couldn't you? Oh, a bunch of hundreds of times. Well, there you go.
0: Could have had all the sex you wanted anyway. No. You probably did, didn't you? <laughs> tell the truth, man. No, I didn't. You get a pass for what happens in jail. No, we ain't yeah. going to hold you for, for it chief. No. No, oh, he's guilty. I can tell him by the way he's shaking his head. Not me. Yeah, no, it wasn't me. Uh, anytime I, they move their lips, when they when they deny it that quick, you know they lie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you can test me anytime. Well, we can test for that shit. All right, I'll bet. you're busting. <laughs> so, spiritual. I like the spiritual piece. You know, I used to get up every day years ago before I got clean, and everything on my mind was centered around getting high that day, you know? Now, I get up every every morning. Everything on my mind is centered around how I can be a hope deal and give a hope shot and help somebody. So, so it's a complete reversal of thinking. Mm-hmm. And as a result, I've gotten many years of consequences from that thinking, because when my thinking was centered around getting high, I got getting high consequences, and they weren't very good, Mm-mm. but my thinking about recovery and helping folks and carrying that hope shot, I get I get those consequences, and that's where, when I say that recovery high is better than the drug get high, it's always centered around your thinking and your actions, and it is so much truth to that. Mm-hmm. So what's your thinking like
2: every day when you get up, Jeff? First thing, I go to the bathroom and brush my teeth. There you go. That ain't you thinking. Know. That's like a reaction to a okay. need. Yeah, and then I come over here and do our You chores. pray and meditate in the morning? I pray for sure and read the Bible. Every morning? Every so you morning. a Bible
0: fumper. Yeah. You going to church here? Uh, no, no, no. <clears> yeah. Well, you got to get on there Zoom and, and Zoom in. I can't have no technology. You <laughs> can't? Well, well, we'll change that real soon. I'll get you Zooming into Jesus here for too long. Uh, after my 28 days is up. Oh, hell. we might have, I, have you met the deacon over here? He comes around here all the time. No. Um, Have you been on uh, uh, Phyllis' Zoom meetings here? Well, we got to get on Hatcher about this. Mm. For those of you who don't know, we're in the West Wing of Hatcher Church in uh, Lakeside, Virginia, and they got a great, wonderful preacher, deacon. they they always on these guys if they want, you know, to hear the word in the message. I'm going to hook you up. Yeah, for sure. Well, you gonna, can you sing? No. because they're always looking for choir members, too. He said no. Don't try to sing, right? No, I can't. So, what else? Going on on this gorgeous day in Virginia. A
1: lot, man. I mean, we are just uh, for me, I'm just trying to be better today than I was yesterday. We just
0: sit here living the dream, am I, I living the sir, dream. Yeah. Did you did you think a month ago, Jeff, you'd be on a live radio podcast, uh, not at all over the world watching <laughs> it? Yeah, not at <laughs> Surprise. all. You didn't even know this shit existed, did you? <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> I I tell people all the time, you know, you better watch what you wish for that day because by the end of the day, you might get so much more. Yeah, for sure. Have you found that to be true? Absolutely. No matter what we think or wish for. I see Brenda Tucker, McShane is the best, bringing this opportunity to people in recovery on a daily basis. Marshall Tucker. Oh, hell yeah, man. We love Marshall. Marshall we miss Marshall.
1: That was Marshall. <clears throat>
0: Marshall come up here the other day. He wouldn't even hug me, man. He was all masked up wearing gloves. I said, hell, Marshall, back in the day, you'd be sticking weird shit in your veins, man, probably robbing people, man. It's much better in recovery.
1: <laughs> we miss Marshall, man. Yeah, I miss him. Too. I saw Marshall a couple weeks ago at the store. He, he was not to go
0: golfing. Well, I heard up. he was slipping out golfing a little bit. Oh, Marshall, you got the you <clears throat> got to slipping us something. Oh, uh, huh? Marshall, awesome. <laughs> what else going on, fellas? Oh, you got to be kidding me, man. Pull your pants up, boy. <clears throat> they don't pull up. Nah, no, don't lie, man. <laughs> <laughs> they are. So, I'm, I'm just really glad you guys are willing to come in here and chat for a minute and, uh, you know, share some of your recovery, some of your journey, some of your hopes, some of your visions.
2: Any closing thoughts for the listeners? A little closing epilogue or whatever they call it definitely do want to appreciate y'all and say thank y'all, especially to you and Cricket. Cricket definitely, when I called him, he said, call me back. And I looked at the other guy in you. I said, this man, click. I said, I don't know. I called him back. I'll tell you what. He said, I'll be there. And he was there. And I you appreciate that. You hear that, Katie? The thinking,
0: man. It's still, still there, but getting better. Cricket epilogue closing thoughts, comments. Yeah, man, I you know, if if you
1: out there and you ain't in recovery, but you thinking you might need to be, man, just reach out to somebody, man. You call us. Uh the number of sure shows posted on here somewhere. But uh call somebody in recovery, man. And let us show you the way.
0: Well, all the uh folks in in addiction, active addiction using, just remember. You get what you get when you do what you do. If you do active addiction-related stuff, you get active addiction-related results. Mm-hmm. But if you do related recovery-related stuff, you get recovery-related results. I and mean, go. We got three people here briefly shared that active addiction and the active addiction results. We set it around our thinking, but now we're in recovery and our thinking's changed. You know, and, and as long as our thinking stays focused on recovery, we don't have to go back to that active addiction thinking. We're is going to result in a pretty shitty situation, I promise you. No that. doubt, in my mind. And then I also like to think if you're out there ripping and running, just think about it. You can be ripping and running in recovery, you know, ripping and running, chasing that recovery. You will not regret being in recovery. You will mm-hmm. not regret being an old-timer. You will not regret having clean time. But you will regret constantly relapsing. You will regret not getting recovery. And the good news is for anybody, anybody can get this it's free. Recovery is free. It doesn't cost no money getting recovery. And family members out there, you're struggling, you you don't know what to do with your loved one. If you could just keep a link to recovery, there's always hope. You know, as long as they breathe and they allow, they they got a shot at this thing. So, Randy, thanks for tuning in, man. Glad you're here. Keep coming back, all you guys. All right, folks, well, I heard we got a dessert downstairs, so we're gonna cut it today. Glad y'all tuned in. We'll be back. When are we coming back, Todd? Uh tomorrow. Tomorrow we'll be back tomorrow, Friday, two o'clock. Yeah, why not? Hell yeah, uh, man. We did our law enforcement guys ever reach back out? Nah, I, you know, like I said, I looked. At, I looked them up uh, yesterday, and I tried to get a hold of him. and nothing. He's incognito. He's like a incognito. We ain't even sure he was law enforcement. Right. He might just been <laughs> looking for a suspect. So. We'll, we'll get a couple other guests on here tomorrow. I'll come in here tomorrow. I'll, I'll find y'all some. Watch it. And I know that Debbie, Debbie <laughs> Rosamond was wanting to get Marto on here next week. I'm not sure. Next he, week. He's still trying to get with me about the schedule, but that's one that will be coming. And back. then, and the Frank and uh, Alex, through Friday night. Yeah, we have Debbie and. Uh, Connie, tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. And then, so you're going to be on Saturday as well. Saturday night, we got, oh man, I got Randy Anderson and Kim from down in Florida, Randy from Michigan. I got some real, real fired up recovering folks coming on Saturday night, and we'll be here all next week too, right? Oh, hell yeah, with McShen Foundation, we're going to bang out recovery content every chance we get, because we hope dealers, Mm -hmm. we carry that message of hope, man. Any addict can stop using drugs, lose that desire. find a new way to live that's our story and we sticking to it right boys all day y'all have a blessed day man love each and every one of you more later